To be a Navy SEAL in the U.S. military, you need to go through six months of hell. Midnight swims in the cold water, endless runs on a sandy beach, never-ending workouts, sleepless nights, always being cold, tired, and miserable. On the first day of SEAL training, all the students gather in a courtyard, and the main instructor tell, tells them on what is ahead of them these next six months. And because these next six months are going to be so difficult, he tells them that 75% of you aren't going to make it. You're going to quit. And then the instructor points out in the middle of the courtyard a bell that hangs there so that all the students can see it. And he explains to them that all you have to do to quit is just ring the bell. If you ring the bell, you don't have to do midnight swims anymore in the cold water. If you ring the bell, you don't have to have sleepless nights anymore. If you ring the bell, the pain, the misery, the sacrifice can stop. All you got to do is ring the bell. And he goes on to say, never ring the bell. This week we're in the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Mark and we have this iconic, famous exchange between Jesus and Peter, where B Peter hears what Jesus says, and Peter doesn't like what he hears, and so Peter rings the bell. What we see in this passage are our tendencies to ring the bell. We see that Jesus offers a different way for us to think. And I want to give us just a couple tips for us not to ring the bell. So first, our tendency to ring the bell. In verse 31, we hear that this is when Jesus begins to tell his disciples from this point on, he begins to tell them what's ahead, that he's got to head to Jerusalem, that he's got to be beaten, scourged, whipped, tortured, and crucified. And the verse says that Jesus just spoke this openly. He, 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 in other words, he just kind of spoke it of like matter-of-factly, this is what it is, this is how it's going to be. And in verse 32, we hear that, Jesus, or that Peter took Jesus aside and rebuked him. Now, that rebuke isn't just Peter turning to Jesus and being like, Jesus, you might, like, that's not a good idea. You might want to reconsider this. The Greek brings out that it's more like Peter taking Jesus by the collar and saying, this isn't going to happen. Over my dead body is this going to happen. It seems to me that it's, it's a pretty reasonable response to the threat of a crucifixion, to the threat of persecution, death, to avoid that pain, to avoid that suffering. It's reasonable. It's a reasonable response for, for Peter to make. And if it's a reasonable response for Peter to make, it's certainly reasonable and easy for us to make because the thing the world promotes for us to strive for is happiness. Pursue happiness at all costs. Avoid discomfort. Avoid pain at all costs. And again, that seems like a normal response. It seems like a common response. But that is the formula to living a meaningless life. In fact, if we want just a one-step plan to live an unhappy life, it's to avoid pain, to avoid misery, to avoid sacrifice at all costs. It's just ring 
the bell. Jesus offers a different way to think. In verse 34, he says, deny yourself and pick up your cross. He says, embrace sacrifice. Embrace the difficult. He's, that's thinking like God. God thinks sacrifice. Throughout salvation history, throughout the Bible, sacrifice has always been part, it's always been part of the human, the human condition is, is, is sacrifice. And so after Jesus calls, after Peter rebukes Satan, what did Jesus do? Jesus calls Peter Satan. And Matthew's gospel points out the fact this is the moment, this is when Peter just declared Jesus as Christ. And Peter appoints, or Jesus appoints Peter as the first pope. And now he calls Peter Satan because Peter's not thinking in terms of sacrifice. Now, we can say, well, Peter knows sacrifice. He left his career, he left fishermen, he left his family. Peter knows sacrifice. But Peter had a moment where he was not thinking like God. He was not thinking in terms of sacrifice. He had that moment where he was reaching for the bell to say no, to quit, to say, I don't want that. Again, it's easier for us to have those moments for us. As moderns, we just have part of our DNA to strive for easy because of instant gratification that just, it, it's nothing even that, it, it's just part of our life. Whether it's with regards to shopping and having something on our doorstep the next day or the same day, it's with regards to entertainment, it's regards to food. It just makes, we're used to things being so easy with regards to instant gratification, even becoming bored. I just want to move on to the next thing. I can move on to the next article. I mean, I, I notice I, I barely even read articles anymore. I just scan through them. The ease, the instant gratification, and what that does is it conditions us, it conditions me to have the ex expectation that things ought to be easy. And it's to avoid pain and to pursue comfort, ease. Even in the interior life, we're not talking just physical, interior life, when I'm experiencing pain or difficulty or even misery within my heart, there's a pull to exit from that, pick up the phone, watch TV, and just scroll and scroll and scroll to avoid the pain, to avoid the discomfort, and, the, and that's the exact move in which we need to go. But we have this conditioning of towards the ease, towards the comfort. And what that is, is that Jesus names, he says, that's not thinking like God, it's thinking like man. We need to habitually think in terms of sacrifice. That's what God invites us into. But we have a tendency to pursue comfort. I ring, I, I ring the bell as a priest. When I think, man, life was so nice as an associate pastor. And thoughts over in the last 10 weeks since being here, thoughts in my head of calling the bishop and being like, what would it look like if I asked him to be an associate again? That's me pursuing comfort. It's me pursuing easy. And as a priest, a priest can live a very comfortable life when they're just okay with the status quo just being okay with just having the lights on, being in maintenance mode, and not going on mission. 
I remember Bishop Barron, I was telling Frank last night when we were eating, Bishop Barron in the seminary saying, to resist comfort as a priest. He says, priests should not be going out to eat, going out to dinner all the time to eat. That's true. And it's scandalous when we see priests that live a life of comfort because it's the very thing of which they're called to do is to lay down their life, conformed and ordained as Christ the head and just living a comfortable life. Our vocations demand that we give of ourselves in a life-giving, emptying, the taking cut away. And it's not just the priesthood, it's any vocation. If you're married, you reach for the bell and you ring the bell, if there, you slowly begin to the spot of stopping the sacrifice. Choosing, right, to daily hand over our lives. We talked a few weeks ago in Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter five, and he says the husband to take the initiative of sacrifice. Take the initiative of sacrificing for your bride so that she receives that sacrifice. She's so overcome with love from the level of which my husband is sacrificing for me, she's got no other option than just to reciprocate that sacrifice. And the consequences of marriages that are reaching for the bell and ring the bell, we see that in our culture and our society. If we're younger here this morning, we're a student, we're a young adult, we ring the bell when we just are okay with mediocrity and the world promotes mediocrity for you to be mediocre. As you're just a teenager. Aren't, aren't, like, you, just, you can just kind of take it easy with regards to responsibility, don't worry about it as much. The extent that, so the, the question, you ring the bell when you waste time playing video games on social media. Neither one of those things are bad things, but you know it deep within you when you've spent hours doing it and you say, you know what, that's too much. And who are we kidding? That's not just teens and, 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 and young people, that's you and me too. To the extent that we have that in us and we're wasting too much time doing it, that's reaching for the bell. That's striving for comfort and ease and avoiding responsibility and sacrifice. Life without the cross leads to destruction. Life without the cross leads to depression. Life without the cross leads to misery. Life without the cross is anti-gospel. It's sinister. It's satanic. Jesus says so today. Peter's resisting the cross. He has a momentary thought of resisting the cross, striving for easy, striving... And Jesus calls Peter Satan because it's a roadblock to the cross. Because we were made to give of ourselves in a self-donation type of way to the other. So a couple quick things here, a couple quick tips to help us, to help you and me not ring the bell. First, as Jesus turns to Peter today, we just want to just imagine even in our prayer, after we receive communion, we come back to our pew, we want to imagine Jesus turning to us and him even asking us or telling us, you're not thinking with the mind of Christ right now, maybe in the last months or years with your marriage. You're not thinking with the mind of God in terms of your priesthood, Father Mark. You're not thinking with the mind of, of God in terms of being a student. You slipped in keeping sacrifice on the forefront. What extent have I been slipping 
with, the not, with, with not denying myself, as Jesus says in the gospel today, that we're called to do. For us to be on the lookout here this week, this week ahead, for us to be on the lookout of little ways that we can do. Because how do we habitually think like God? Is we do little things, little things of which we can sacrifice for. The laundry before she has a chance to do it. Doing the laundry before he has a chance to do it. Or doing the laundry before my parents tell me I have to do it. Pursuing ease, pursuing comfort, it's in us. We have a tendency for it. But it's not the way of the gospel. And maybe secondly and lastly, and maybe most importantly, a tip to resist ease and comfort is to look at the cross, to look at what he did. Jesus calls Peter Satan and then he calls the disciples in and he gave them a good talking to, to be sure. But I don't think, I don't think it was until Peter saw Jesus hanging on the cross for his sins of what it is that God did for him for rescuing him from sin and death by going to the cross, it wasn't until that moment that Peter was able to fully give himself as a spot of sacrifice to the point of being crucified himself. And he said, don't crucify me the same way you crucified my Lord, crucify me upside down. And they did. Peter was crucified upside down because he fully knew what it is that God did for him by sacrificing his life so that he could have eternal life. Sacrifice is the way of the cross. It's the way of the Jesus, it's the way of the gospel. Don't avoid habitually thinking in terms of sacrifice. It's what God calls us to do. Don't ever resist the cross. Don't ever ring the bell.